0: Blog Talk Radio. It's happening
1: again. Welcome to Mind Shifters Radio with the Forgiveness Doctor, Dr. Michael Rice. I'm Jeannie Rice, your co-host. www.yagain.org, And now, your co-hosts, the Forgiveness Doctor, Dr. Michael and Jeannie Rice.
2: Good afternoon and welcome to Mind Shifters Radio. This is Wednesday, July 13th, 2016, and we are here with Dr. Michael Rice, 646 200 4169 is our call-in number we'd appreciate any calls questions comments if you dial that number and press one we'll know that you're there and able to uh turn you on and call announce you by area code and then we'll take your comment or your questions welcome michael well thank you sir
3: thank you for being available on two minutes notice to get the the uh whole show started we uh hung up with uh, an appointment and we're just a couple of minutes away from an internet connection where Jane will be able to hook up and take that over. So thank you for being available and uh, welcome everybody. We're honored that you're here one more time to share with us and to uh, tap into this energetic understanding of life that we're looking to make available to every mind, heart, and being on the planet. I was uh, talking this morning to... uh, to someone online, or I had posted a couple of things on uh, online about uh, the fact that when you realize that you are an energetic being and you engage in an energy that builds pictures within your mind, and everybody's picture world is different because everybody's picture world is a reflection of the content of their minds, which, of course, leads people to uh, make the mistake of thinking somebody else is responsible for what's going on in their world. But when you recognize that perception is built internally, and in order for you, you to perceive something, for instance, through hostility or fear, you have to have the energy of hostility or fear moving in you. And what happens with energy is when there's motion, That motion creates energy waves. You know, if you imagine yourself standing underwater with a pail of water in your hand and you're spinning around, what happens around that pail? Well, as it spins 360 degrees, there is an energy that radiates in all directions from that pail of water, above, below, left, right, center, from the bottom and from the top. And we are no different when we think a thought, when an energy moves in us, that energy that moves in us sets up a wave and we spray that wave on everyone that we touch, look at, perceive, which is oftentimes I offer why we get negative feedback from people, because if you're spraying the acid of hostility or fear on somebody, they're probably not going to find it overly enjoyable. And, When one starts to engage in the forgiveness process, a miracle occurs. And the miracle that occurs is that as you step into the process of forgiveness and literally remove the hostility or fear that you're experiencing, that hostility or fear, as it stops moving in you, stops spraying the people around you with the energy of hostility or fear. And when you start connecting your perceptual system to what is designed to be connected to which is love then you literally start spraying love on people and they respond differently people call it miraculous when it happens well gee i did some inner work and they changed i don't know how that works well it's really pretty easy so i had posted that on uh, on my facebook page uh, this morning and someone responded actually it was maureen and maybe she's out there because i did suggest if she had the space to uh, to come and share with us to uh to share that, um, and you know, I'm not sure what Maureen's area code is. Jeannie, do you remember? She's up in uh, in uh, Michigan, so it's probably 616. Is there anybody with a 616 area code with their hand up, Jim?
2: We have an 828
3: with a hand up. 828, well, 828, I think, is um, North Carolina, so that's probably not it. But anyway, uh, seeing as how Maureen isn't there, I'll just share what she posted. I thought it was pretty cute and uh, a nice play on words that's a good reminder, and that was that um, when she was thinking in terms of spraying energy on people, that she liked to think of herself when she's connected to love as having bless ray vision, (laughs) as opposed to x-ray, bless ray, that literally when we look at somebody and the energy of love is moving us, we bless them. We bring them to a higher state, and it's such an incredible opportunity when we realize that we have uh, people who join us every day on this show from all over the world that stand in this space of blessing themselves and each other continuously. That there's, you know, if you call into the show and you're in some sort of trauma, there are people from all over the globe that are holding a space of love just for you. And sending that energy to you. So so thanks for that idea, Maureen. Bless revision, I'll go with that. And what do you say? We say hello to our caller at eight two eight. Go ahead. Yeah.
0: Yeah, hi.
2: Sounds this like that Madda. young lady Magda.
0: It is. And I still have my North Carolina uh telephone number, but I am here in Missouri, just a little ways away from Heartland. So awesome. I'm calling. <laughs> I'm calling today to ask for some support in two ways. Um, a few days ago, I had an experience of symptoms that indicate that uh, I might have a detached retina in one eye, mm-hmm. and um, I did go to have an examination, and the retina is at this point still attached, which is very cool. Uh, That means that I don't have to do the surgery um, to have it reattached. And um, so what I'm looking for um, are any recommendations that you, Michael, might have or anyone who's listening about um, uh, nutritional support that I can give to my eyes to keep them uh, healthy and regain health. And that eye and um, and so that's one thing and then the other thing I would really like is a um, uh, mind shifter uh, that I can use to, to dig deeper I've done some worksheets mainly around my fears that have come up um, about losing my sight in this eye uh, and or having surgery, I have big fear around surgery. So that's mainly what I've been focused on so far. Um, I did have an idea for a mind shifter, and I didn't go ahead with it. And I wanted to talk to you first. And it was um, in the vein of, I am. It is. It is uh, safe and healing, and I am willing to see everything clearly. That's what I thought
3: of so far. Well, that sounds what? perfect to me, and and the thought comes that perhaps you know I don't know if you've been working on detachments at all in any arenas of your life. It's a pretty common conversation, okay. so uh, perhaps something like it is it is easy for me to be detached from circumstances in my life life and keep my eyes functioning in a healthy way.
0: Ooh. Oh, I like that. It is easy for me to be detached detached from
3: from circumstances in my life. And at the same time, keep my eyes functioning in a healthy way.
0: Okay. Good. good. yeah.
3: Yeah. As far as nutritional goes, and we'll be back there. I think we've got one vision poster left, so we'll be back there with the vision poster soon, a few days. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, nutritionally there are several different um, vitamin manufacturers out there And I, I couldn't give a recommendation as to one or the other that makes a better product But that make products for ocular support One of my thoughts, that, the immediate thought that came was to um, make sure you're getting lots of real vitamin C Because what builds cell wall and cell strength is vitamin C, basically And vitamin C with bioflavonoids strengthens the blood supply or at least the blood vessels oftentimes if there's a retinal problem i think it's got to do with a lack of blood supply and the the cells weaken and so that detachment can take place so i'd be doing some some real honest to god vitamin c acerola berry camu camu whatever you can find and make sure they're Mm -hmm. bioflavonoids and and at the same time i'd stay away from sugar as much as mm-hmm. possible because sugar actually blocks the pathways for vitamin C to go into the cell. And so, uh, you know, one of the other disadvantages of sugar. And so you want that vitamin C going into the cell as deeply as possible. And mm-hmm. so that would be yeah. my my input as far as mm-hmm. nutrition. And, of course, lots of carrots.
0: <laughs> yes, yes, carrots.
2: Okay. So let me Here just add before, before we get too far from the emotional component Yay. that mm-hmm. – um, There was a lot of discussion in the support group last night about the very thing that Michael was talking about in the intro, the idea that we're energy beings and the universe works through the law of resonance and with inanimate objects, energy is motion, simply vibrating within the object, but with living things energy is motion towards vibration towards and so i heard magda say she has lots of fear about therapy i'm sorry about surgery so if i'm holding fear in me and the universe knows that's not a good thing to have in me guess who's coming to dinner as michael says in his talks whatever's going to trigger that fear yeah. Most deeply. So perhaps some mind shifters around the safety of dealing with the fear of whatever it is, whether it's surgery or anything else, and dismantle the energy of fear so that there's no longer any need to resonate towards you the things that will show you that deep fear, which is a disintegrative energy.
0: Excellent. Excellent. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, So do you have any um, suggestions about a mind shifter around fear, my fear of surgery?
3: How about I easily see and bravely access every energy of fear? that I or my generations have ever held.
0: Every energy of fear that I or my generations have held. Okay. And
3: I I safely bring that fear to love for healing. mm Mm-hmm. A great line in the course of miracles it says i bring the world i do not want to the one i do so if i have fear and i choose to live as love then i want to bring that fear forward and as i do that i get to recover another little piece of my being and of course this is recovery wednesday so we get to uh, keep (laughs) moving in the direction of recovering 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 the truth of who we are and as you bring the full presence of the blessing of your being into your eyes they'll strengthen and and stay that way for as long as you choose to use them.
0: Wonderful. These are, these and are tremendous. And it's interesting where
3: we... Go ahead.
0: I I appreciate both of your suggestions there. I, I really... Um, I had thought about um, detachment a little bit. like And I put it right out of my mind. <laughs> so mm. that it's clear that That's a good one to work on. And um, yes, and the magnet, what I'm magnetizing to myself with my very long um, uh, belief, uh, very long held belief about um, surgery having problems for some people. Even the surgeries that are easy Mm -hmm. surgeries, they still go wrong for some people. And my fear, of course, is that. me. I'm gonna be that small percentage. So thank you for picking up on that, um, Dr. Tim. Yeah. Okay, that's what I had to say. And you had something else, Michael.
3: Well, I'd I'd breathe on that small percentage idea and see that you recognize that wherever you go the universe conspires to keep you well, healthy and happy. Oh
0: uh, yeah.
3: The universe is yeah. always conspiring to keep me well, happy, and healthy.
0: Uh huh.
3: And of course, that's the truth. Everything that comes to when you, you go back to Yeshua. And you know, people are out there thinking that prayer is putting your order into the cosmic gift catalog. So they pray for this, they pray for that. Give me this, give me that, give me this, give me that. Yeshua says. You don't have to ask. I mean, you can ask and you receive. And I think he was really instructing us on here's how the universe works if you set up a frequency. But he says, before you even ask, the creator knew what you needed. And so Mm -hmm. what's in my life today is what I've needed in order to heal what's up next. What do I need to deal with next? And letting those layers go. And it's just interesting. Uh, I'm sure this is strictly, totally, completely a coincidence. But, you know, as I said, Jeannie was driving and we were making our way to a Starbucks and I'm sure she won't have any coffee when she's in there but cough cough uh, but it's interesting where she pulled in we're kind of in this back behind a building and to one side of me there's a kind of the black back end of a plaza and there's some garbage dumpsters next to me and the only sign I can see and it's about four feet high to my right is the word vision <laughs> there's a building with big red letters and the word vision on
2: it <laughs> so i'm sure
3: that's a coincidence uh, i'm sure there's no resonance or law of attraction happening there or anything but it's just kind of humorous i can't see any i mean i'm right we're right in the middle 360 degrees there's the starbucks is behind me i don't know what it is i'm at the back door of another building with its dumpsters up and the and one building sitting here with a big four four foot high red letter vision so we must be on the right topic recovery today so let's just hold the space that uh, we recognize that part of our uh, our recovery and of course with that word vision and maybe that's the reason that sign is there to take it to another level is to to recognize that you know, the non-being mind has a cheap copy of everything that's real in the spiritual dimension, and the non-being mind's cheap copy is sight, oh, if I could see, then I have vision, but actually vision is a much higher thing, and it might be, that might be a signal that uh, you might want to bring vision into the conversation, you know, the scriptures say, without vision, my people perish, and vision being the ability to see from being into a higher level of what my purpose is, and what my life is about, what I'm really here for, and to be actively engaged in my vision that I bring mm-hmm. it forward fully into the world and do whatever it is that uh, I'm here to do
2: so mm-hmm. tying in
3: perhaps the higher level of vision if you've uh, you know gotten busy and kind of let vision go perhaps then it might be worth mm-hmm. looking at bringing more of you might sit it might be a good time if the thought comes to sit and review your purpose statement and review the the vision you have of the world. And for those mm-hmm. who are perhaps new to the show and haven't done the uh, purpose, personal power and commitment workshop, you can go to the website, whyagain.org, And you'll see a button that says start here and, or actually the better one for this is uh, this one that says worksheets to print. So if you click on that and just look down the list, you'll see a uh, purpose, personal power, and commitment, purpose worksheet. And part of that is looking at a higher vision for your life that, what you know, what does what your inner being really know is possible in the world? And then to start to look at what do I need to do to bring that about my purpose. If I have the capacity for a vision, then my purpose is to be in alignment with, energetically, that vision and use my skills and my joys to bring that vision to fruition in the world. And so you so might just want to review that purpose worksheet and just see where that takes you. And mm-hmm. you know, maybe jump Thank into your you. laws of living book and go over go over lesson 2 on purpose and uh just maybe review those lessons and the reading for that uh that section in uh, laws of living and mm. just see what right. gifts it has for you at this moment
0: well just you mentioning the word vision which is a hoot that you saw that so big and bold today it's hilarious uh, and <laughs> I'm sure it is just a coincidence, of course, but uh, (laughs) thank you for such wonderful coincidences. Uh, As soon as you said it, higher level of being, I got real clearly that something I've been (laughs) thinking of lately and, and have not yet put into practice, which is to get back to my meditation practice, which definitely connects me in a way that does take me to a higher level of vision. So um thank you so much. Wow, that's another good one. <sighs> um, yeah. Recovery I of the
3: true to, self.
0: Yeah. Yeah, indeed.
3: It's all lots of here. Yeah. Yeah, that's fabulous. Yeah. Well we appreciate the fact that you're about doing your work and as you do your work all the uh unique questions you come up with, the unique insights, the contributions you've made to you know, the worksheet process and just the refinement that you offer is awesome. The feedback on the work and how you've helped mm. it to grow and move forward is fabulous.
0: Mm. Thank you so much. And we're having our uh, support meetings on Wednesday nights now. So, that, oh, that uh, shifted. Uh, it, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So wonderful. Thank you so much. Blessings to, to both of you To Jeannie To everyone who's listening And every entity in the world So, thank you I will I will sign off and I will listen
3: Alright, blessings We appreciate you Take care
0: I'll see you soon Thanks, bye-bye All
3: right. bye-bye
0: And Gail was with. us. Oh,
3: alright Well, let's say hello to Gail And see what uh, Well, I'll tell you what Let's just say a quick hello to Dr. Tim And see how the support group went last night And see if he's got anything to share
2: what i'm doing well the support group last night was um five people plus me and um as i was mentioning a lot of discussion about is it possible to clean up all of my energy and what happens when i do my work we had one of our member who's been coming for a couple years now and really working hard diligently between sessions and on worksheets and had a testimonial about doing a lot of work and getting very clear on her own emotion, her loving energy, and then reaching out to someone and having the very powerful lesson that she can clear her energy and be coming from a very loving space, and that doesn't guarantee the other person is going to receive it in a loving way. And the other person was staying in a very triggered space. And the person from our support group who's been doing a lot of work and did a lot of worksheet material had been able to come back to that conversation two and three times from a loving space trying to explain it before the person finally softened a little and it was still in the limbo of wondering is it going to move forward in a positive direction or not. And so then that stimulated the conversation about when I do my work, if I'm perfectly clear, and of course it it's curious to me, people keep moving to these questions about the absolute and the philosophical. So what if I remove all of the you know negative energy from my life and I'm I'm as the pure space of love, then what will happen? And my point in those discussions is always I don't know what will happen. I don't want to sit and theorize about that. I just want to do my work bit by bit today with that as a potential because If, indeed, it ever could happen, I imagine it's going to be so far beyond words that my talking about it and attributing words to it now is kind of derailing the process and taking me out of the moment where I can actually be doing the work to clean up the negative energies. And yet, some people are really invested in doing that kind of discussion, so... Right. That went on. That went on and, and people had other observations and several other people gave testimonials about the progress they've been making by applying worksheets to their lives and then going back and dealing with people like ex wives and family of origin and a friend from college and it so it was a wonderful night of people giving, you know, status checks and testimonials about how much the work has helped them. So that's my offering, cool. and I'd be happy to uh, hear what Gail has to offer.
3: Cool. There's, uh, there was a fellow who, who wrote a book, and I'm not remembering his name right now, on that very topic of what happens after enlightenment. And the book is called Chop Wood and Carry Water. What do you do before enlightenment? You chop wood and you carry water. What do you do after enlightenment? You chop wood and you carry water. You live. You do your life. And you create it consciously out of love. Instead of out of the old unconscious dynamics So uh, so I thought that was a a good title That he came up with Chop wood, carry water (laughs) There's still work to be done Awesome, so let's say hello to Gail Young lady, how do you be? What do you come with today on your mind For Recovery Wednesday?
4: I actually had Magda on my mind Before she called in (laughs) I thought that was pretty neat (laughs) Um, I was able – I do the um, – that vision board um, I have hanging in my bathroom, so it's readily available. I have my little space right that right. I step onto, and um, it seems like with every worksheet that I do, I get more moments of clarity. And um, and this morning when I was putting the dogs out, um, I was able to see my backyard – with more clarity and was like okay you're seeing seeing a lot better just hold it and to see how long I could hold it the the vision and um before i get distracted or distract myself and and start thinking about something else and then i'm not thinking about my vision anymore but it it came more often this morning for whatever reason but i've been doing a lot of a lot of work um this week and um on physical healing. So I wanted to share that, that it is possible. Um, You've proved to me that it is possible by being a living example of, of um, improving vision by doing your own work. And, you know, we talked about it, I think yesterday, I want what you have. And so I'm going to do what you did. And, um, and that's what I'm doing and I'm getting some sort of results. So that is good. Um, That's where the fruit is. So, um, But on another level of physical healing that I'm dealing with or experiencing is uh, I was avoiding soda during the time, period of time that I I had that urinary I Yes, I was. And then I indulged last week in a lot of soda. (laughs) And I brought back the symptoms. Of the urinary tract infection and bladder and I started to do the physical things that I was doing before the oregano oil the massive amounts of cranberry juice honey I was doing a honey and cinnamon concoction and the symptoms didn't seem to be going away and also on top of that um, it was they were keeping me up at night and I wasn't able to sleep and I started to do worksheets on this again, like I did in 2015 at that um, intensive. And this time, the symptoms seemed to be around money and, and fear of financial stuff, and and that holding on. And then I've been doing breathing around it too to breathe into that to breathe a lot of into that space and area and the the other energies that are coming up for me are um, trauma based around my c-section because I had a an emergency c-section with my twin um, one of the twins pulled her placenta or you know turned in such a way that her placenta detached and Um, We needed to get them out there as quick out as quickly as possible, and so I've been cut from navel down. um, Didn't even get the nice cosmetic cosmetic bikini cut, Um, and there's a lot of energy around that around that C-section and around that pelvic wall, and um, and so I am grateful for the tools. I'm grateful for the um, the pain that has directed me into using the tools and using the tools of both the the wake-up sheet and, and the breath work in order to start to uncover and release the energy. And so if I could do this, I'm sure Magda can as well. And I hold the space for her.
3: Fabulous. That's some... Uh... That's some deep conversation and, you know, it ties into some conversation we had not too long ago about uh, some of your early experiences of abuse tying into the energetic dynamics around the pelvis and, uh, you know, allowing that all to surface and bring it to to the conscious awareness of love and processing through it is definitely a, a process, isn't it?
4: That was definitely something that came up during the breath session, um, ex- especially the breath session that I had this morning before the show, was being six years old and going back to that house um, where my mother's first boyfriend lived and and son um, that he had that abused me. So that was most definitely something that came up as well during all that. Um and something that I also understand, that women that are prone to have C-sections because of trauma around having a natural vaginal birth, um, that is most definitely um, a symptom of childhood sexual abuse as well, is the propensity to have a, a C-section. Um, I wasn't sure if you are aware of that, but that was something that I came aware of um when my childhood sexual abuse issues started to surface and I think I might have read it in that book, um the courage to um courage to heal. the courage to heal. Yeah. I no. think that they mentioned that in that book as well.
3: And of course anywhere so t- that there t- is t- an energetic it all ties together. Anywhere there's an energetic trauma, until we forgive or remove the energy, it's going to tend to impact the integrity of the, the cells, the organs, the tissue that, uh, that the trauma is stored in. And uh, so the, the willingness to remove those energies that are off the mark to confront them, deal with them, and sometimes they can be pretty heavy duty is uh, a big part of recovery. And, you know, what clicked in my brain when you talked about, when you first started talking and you mentioned that, you know, well, you've seen me change my eyes and so you, you wanted what I wanted, so you're going to do what I'm doing. And it seems to me that ties into, and that's one of the powers of the whole 12-step process is that so many people can relate to the conversations that happen from the front of the rooms in the rooms. And gee, if you can do this, I can do this. And that's, one of the most powerful things, and to me, that's one of the uh, the gifts of this show, is that people who think, "Well, I'm the only one who's ever been there," therefore, you know, mine can't be fixed or healed, and recognize that it's all healable. So, thank you for sharing that.
4: You're very welcome. Thank you. Any and I tie-in wanted to come in on twelve on... step work. Oh, absolutely. Um, there's a there's a beautiful piece that is read in almost every meeting around the world, and it, it's called How It Works, and it's Chapter 5 in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. And one of the first things it says is that if you want what we have and are willing to go to any lengths to get it. And that was pointed out to me um, when I came back in to the, in, into Alcoholics Anonymous this time around, um, almost 17 years ago, I was told that, do you want what we have and are willing to go to any lengths to get it? And what I was challenged to do to write down what I wanted in my recovery and um, not only write that down, but to go to all the meetings that were available to me at that time and to find my people, to find the people that had what I wanted and make that a part of my support and also have that as a gauge, um, for looking for a sponsor as well. So, um, yeah, it ties in perfectly. That's what we do in, in the 12 step model is we look for the people that have what we want and we do what they do. And also we lead by example. And then there's also a tradition about attraction rather than promotion. Instead of, you know, getting on my soapbox and telling everybody what I'm doing, um, is that they see it that they see that i'm i'm doing what i'm not only do i tell them what i'm doing but they also hopefully they see the results um not only you know can we talk a good game either on a radio show or on on in a meeting how do we behave after we leave the meeting or am i going to turn around after after the meeting and go to a restaurant and gossip about everybody that that talked or shared in the meeting, or am I going to hold the space of love and and defer gossip and and talk about the principles? You know, so, and something that an old-timer also said, too, is that I'd rather see a sermon than hear a sermon. And I try to live my life by that as well. You know, what kind of sermon is my actions and behavior telling everybody else about my life? So absolutely. Yeah, that's
1: that's a good one. Um, And, you know, that's one of the reasons why at Heartland we say, you know, that um, what is shared there stays there because a lot of people will, you know, feel safe enough and they will uncover all kinds of things. And for people to have integrity in that they don't leave there and then go talk about, oh, well, so-and-so shared this and they did that. And, And, you know, so that's very good that you know you hold to that standard, and uh, I can see in your life I've not known you that long, just you know, a little over a year but I can see in your life that you do live, you know, what um, the, on the principles, and I admire that in you.
4: I do fall. But at least, at least I have the tools, and I'm grateful for the tools to correct that. (laughs) Right,
1: and we all do. We all, you know, none of us are perfect. And and you know, when earlier in the conversation on the show was talking, you know, Dr. Tim was saying some of the people want to know what's life going to look like after enlightenment. And sometimes I think you know, just talking about stuff um, is a way of avoiding the true issue or what they really need to look at and being able to be honest and, and say, you know, okay, I'm not perfect. But I have met a lot of people who it's like, you know, when we're doing workshops or whatever, they don't have any issues. They don't have anything to do worksheets on and they're you know and it's like, okay. But I don't know anybody who has made it there yet. And so I think sometimes just talking about what it's going to be like is maybe an avoidance to actually get down and like the other people that Tim was talking about, that they've actually done their work and they can go back and they can clean up situations and they can see the change in their life. And so I think, you know, not saying that we're perfect, but, you know, learning from it and taking the next step and doing the work. And that's what I see you well,
3: doing. I'm- yeah. On point with that, too, Jeannie, you know, I'll just share that yesterday, uh, Jeannie and I were at home and just sitting, taking care of things, and I got a call from someone, uh, a young lady who we've done some work with over the years, and uh, we just talked way about nothing in particular, playing to get together and connect with someone who lives here in the area we're in, in Florida before we leave, and... About halfway through the conversation, with no conscious trigger at all, all of a sudden, I have this deep gut wrenching fear moving in my chest now when I completed the call, I did some breathing, I did a worksheet, and uh never particularly became conscious of anything, but was able to move that energy through and out so you know it's it's an ongoing process it just if we watch where the triggers are, we can become more and more conscious of, okay, here's here's something that I can now decode. You know, some people would, would experience, oh, well, I've got this discomfort. You know, it must be indigestion or something. It's like as you do your work, you're able more and more to be able to actually identify what the energy is that needs to be dealt with. And, like, it was just so dramatic in this simple phone call yesterday that was just this really – deep physiological presence of fear and so you know another piece of work to come and just standing in the willingness is a a big part of the puzzle
4: Um, so any other thoughts for you miss gail i am complete awesome conversation thank you so much
3: cool We've got about twenty minutes, uh, Doctor Tim. Anything to share before we check with Jeannie on phones again?
2: Well, just to you know, echo what you were just saying. I, um, I have a partner that works with me almost every Wednesday for the past ten years, and um, doing this energy work we do. It's very, very similar to the release method in the uh, worksheet process and so we were meeting today and i'm you know not consciously aware of having anything up for me in the moment so there's a way we test the energy system just to see what might be up and there's something up at an unconscious level and it ends up as we play with it and test out these different ideas that it has to do with something going on in my life today around uh, a feeling of needing to be defensive um, within myself about an internal conflict. And this led back to when I was 19 years old and I'd been sworn in to be a probation officer in the the town where I was going to college, a very small town of 5,000, which happened to be the county seat. And at that time, you know, we're talking about 1974, a small town, a college campus right nearby. You know, a thousand or 1100 students in the college. In the 70s, we're talking one of the most prevalent things on the campus was alcohol abuse, quaaludes stimulants, downers, marijuana, cocaine, hashish, in every dorm, on every floor, just as a routine part of life, this is what was going on. now, I was one of those 19-year-olds that didn't smoke cigarettes, didn't drink alcohol, didn't smoke marijuana, just because at that point in my life, I had never done any of it and I was sworn in as a probation officer. The town was so close you could walk into town. People did it on a regular basis. They would walk over to the bowling alley. They would walk into the laundromat. I was faced with this internal battle because I would leave my dormitory where my friends and and fellow schoolmates using all of these illegal drugs with impunity without, you know, and and openly. And I would walk in to do my work as a probation officer, and I'd sit down and try to counsel people who were on one, two, three, or five years probation for doing the very thing that the people in my dorm are doing ten times worse. So the double standard, the conflict in me at 19 is still alive and the upset about that is still alive in me today as a 62-year-old psychologist and it's been influencing my day-to-day decisions around business around blending businesses around you know being what I call blessedly busy and if I'm not willing to go there and dismantle that negative emotional energy it will continue to influence my choices or better or worse, often for the worst. And so just like you, Michael, in your phone call, no conscious awareness of where it's coming from, but here's this terror. If you don't do the work to dismantle that energy, it's still there to disrupt your life. So that's what I would offer. It's one of the blessings for me to have been tuned into this work and some of the other critical techniques i know that do very much the same thing it's continually transforming my life for the better and giving me more liberty to move with you know awareness and and direct response to what's going on in my life today as opposed to what's been happening for decades is that i've been driven by the traumas of the past and the false and negative beliefs i've downloaded about myself from the past so that's my offering powerful powerful and it
3: points to uh, one of the things that we bring up every once in a while, and it sounds like a good time to bring it up again, one of the skills we're inviting people to do, to develop, and it, it is—it's a skill like any other. If you're going to be a diamond cutter, you're going to spend a lot of time at the drill and the, you know, in <laughs> the training and doing it. If you're—if you're, you know, going to be a golf pro, you're going to be on the golf course every day. If you're going to become a pro at managing your life you've got to develop some skills and you've got to spend the time, the intelligence, the money and energy to do it. And so the the thing we invite you to do is to be willing to develop a skill that has probably been rarely, if even conceived of to date on planet earth aside from in this work. And that is to develop the ability to go inside into every nook and cranny of your mind, your emotions, your physiology, and your genetics, ferret out whatever energies don't belong learn to decode them and forgive them remove them and the decoding is an important part of it because again i i can remember a time if i'd have felt this in my chest it would have just been oh you know well, i got some heartburn or something going on but it was like really clear i know what this energy is it's not just something it's it's fear and you know you have to develop those brain cells to ultimately be able to decode and move that information out. And if we don't ever learn to decode those energetic patterns, then the universe offers us this awesome blessing. It sends us somebody with the decoder, somebody who knows exactly how to play that out with us. And, you know, when people show up with the decoder, uh, to play out what I'm in denial and dissociation around, it's not Dr. Feelgood. It isn't nice when that happens. But if we can accept that, hmm, before I even asked what I needed came to me, why do I have this person raging, screaming, abusing at me? Why? What part of me says I need that? I'm, I'm going to live with that. What part of me asks? And so here it is. And so I receive the gift of the moment. I forgive what's in me. And what tends to happen is that drops away. It's like it's, you know, the ancient said, as above, so below. So it's all a part of building the skills. And, of course, you know, there's a, there's a great phrase. I don't even know who said it, but it was experience is the most awesome teacher especially if it's somebody else's experience. So when we can learn from another, you know, there's the beauty of sitting in the rooms and listening to people who've been through it. You don't have to do all the gut level work yourself. There's a whole community of people who've been doing the work, who've, who've created the pathway and can support you in doing that. So that's the whole idea of moving into recovery and, and getting the, uh, the benefit of, uh, of someone else's experience. Not having to do the the school of hard knocks all the way for ourselves its pretty awesome. So, Jeannie, do we have anything happening in the chat room to be aware of or anybody in the phone queue with a hand up?
1: Well, Dr. Tim and I are the only two in the chat room. (laughs) Ah, We're not doing a whole lot of chatting in there. And I don't know where they all are today. but And nobody has their hand up. We still have 12 minutes. So if somebody has a question, press 1. We've got time. And we would love to hear from you.
3: Absolutely. So our call-in number, if you're on one of those stations we can't see in our control panel, is 646-200-4169. And if you happen to be listening to this in, uh, in an archive, uh, you can call into the show five days a week. Uh, from one till two o'clock Eastern Time, wherever you are on the globe, just make sure it's Eastern Time, one till two o'clock, and we're here for a personal conversation to support you in developing these tools and to receive your support in learning what we need to learn. So it's a, definitely a respectful process. And we have two
1: process. hands
5: up.
3: Well, let's say hello. We have
1: the first one is seven six
3: zero. You're on the air.
5: Hi, this is Anne in Florida.
3: Well, hey there, young lady. We haven't heard your voice in a couple of weeks. Welcome.
5: I know. Thank you. I've been listening. Um, I just want to thank Dr. Kim. Thank you. Thank you. I've um, shared, and I think Dr. Androki, some other professionals that are in, you know, doing work with clients now have shared before, that doesn't matter how many years they've been doing it, that these things come up, and particularly today, I like what he shared because he went way back when he was younger. And um, I've been whining to my accountability partner, which, you know, who she is. She was just on a while ago. Um, That it, well, I've been whining. Did did you say you've been (laughs) whining?
2: No, I
3: don't believe you'd be whining. And come on now.
5: So, and it's all about you know. Okay, I got to keep up the work. And I, and um, basically, I on one of my worksheets, I drilled down to um. I lost it. Okay, that that's just part of it. Is that part of it was I was not acknowledged for the things that I would do correctly, and I was spoke to or whatever what was left undone or what I didn't do correctly and so I've done that to myself no surprise and so I finally got the revelation yesterday I happened to look at my chart because I started charting to try to work towards this five worksheets today before I come up there and um, to Missouri and so I saw, wow a pattern is starting and then I went and sabotaged it today and broke it but um that's okay it was like I got to see the positive part instead of looking at what I didn't get done. So I know there's more work to do around that. Um, nice. But but I like what Dr. Kim says because the stuff and I'm only starting, right? <laughs> Which was what the whining was about. I want it yesterday. That's part of that codependency, right? I want it fixed. Um, I don't want to have to do the work. Um whine like the little girls and I didn't get my way <laughs> Um, but but every great. time nice there's like Dr. Tim or you or someone else, and I am just so encouraged that okay, and really be realistic. I think it's you know of being my reality, I need to be the actuality, the, the actuality, the actuality is. But this isn't going to happen overnight, um, and so I need to just do just what I can do today. So. Thanks, Dr. Tim, and I'm looking forward to getting up there. Um, um, I'm gonna be ready. I'm believing I'm gonna be ready. So,
3: awesome. How about you? a mind shifter?
5: Yes, I would love it.
3: So I'd be writing. It's safe and healing. Okay. For me to experience myself as love. whether I do what I'm, in quotes, supposed to do or not. (laughs) That that instead of, you know, when, when as a kid you weren't doing what you were supposed to do, somebody got into hostility or fear, and one of the big steps in healing is going to be to hold that space of love for yourself when you realize you're there, and that's going to open the space for you to be able to literally energetically you know, in, in the electronic world, there's a thing called a capacitor. A capacitor is a thing that stores energy. Well, to a certain point we are capacitors and, and, you know, if we have a power person that has, you know, this kind of issue, you know, around, you know, they had a power person who, when they didn't complete or do it right, they got, you know, abused somehow. Then when the stress is up and the chips are down, that power person's going to do it to the child, the next generation. And so, Literally, if you have a tuning fork, so to speak, or a receptor site for being abused when you don't do it right, then the tendency will be to absorb that abuse energy as a capacitor would absorb it and then turn that energy on yourself when the power person isn't there to do it to you. So here's a space where you can realize, oh, I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do, and instead of doing my power person stuff because I'm under stress, I can gently forgive and let go of that, and I can stay connected to love. And then you can discharge the capacitor, the energy Uh, that you absorb from your power person that your power person absorbed from his power person or hers, and, you know, on it goes. You can discharge that in that space of love and just let loose of it, let it go. Free the generations of it.
5: uh, And that is awesome because that's what's been happening with my trigger who lives next door friend of mine. Missionary and renting my mom's house, and um, and that definitely explained the other day when she went off on some words I used that I was supposed to have not used and called, you know, it was sweetie and honey anyway. But that's exactly what came up, and it went back to the power person. And again, the energy that flow and how God is, you know, it, had, it was supposed to see that you talked about a capacitor because both my step, um, who is my, yeah, one that I have to do a lot of work on, and my first husband, with electronics and repairing things, and so I knew what a capacitor was. I mean, you've reminded me what it is, but I knew what those little things were, and I was always curious, you know, about the board and what these resistors and capacitors were. So I was surprised that... Uh, yeah cool nice so and
3: the the major the major access for what's stored in the capacitors from the past is the breath so just that open breath is what helps it move and then bringing active present love to the space and uh you get to get loose of it that's fabulous nice
5: work Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Look forward to the trip and I'll talk with you guys later. The best way to get up there. Too. All right.
3: See you in a couple of weeks. Blessings. All
5: right. All right. Okay. Bye. All right. Well, we've got about five
3: minutes. So if we've got another hand up there, Jeannie, let's say hello to our caller. Well,
1: it disappeared off the switchboard. So if you're still on there, press oh. one, to will stick you back up at the top.
3: So if you're in the phone queue, if we uh, if we just lost you, if you'd repress one, then that will put you into the uh, at the top. You know, with all the phone numbers, can't look down through them. Somebody has to push one for it to rise to the top. And if we lost you, then your number's probably somewhere down the list where we can't see you. So if you push one again, that'll get you right back in tune with us. And other than that, if we don't have a hand up, then I'd like to talk a little bit about what's coming up uh, starting. Very shortly, the end of the month, uh, actually the 30th of August, we'll start a uh, a 10 day. Pardon me. The 1st of August. 10 day food. Pardon me, the 1st of August, yes. 10 day food, fund, forgiveness, and work program. It's kind of the economy program at Heartland. We'll do work projects on the property during the day. Heartland's in the Ozarks in southern Missouri, a little town of about 200 people, and we've got 17 acres and 15 buildings, so there's always lots to be done. And so in order to prep the property, we have this Food Fund Forgiveness and Work Program. We do some awesome food. It's the one uh, uh, workshop or the one happening at Heartland where we do uh, cooked food. We talked to Ari yesterday, He was telling us he has a bunch of new recipes, and... And actually, a new way of approaching recipes, which he's planning to share with everybody. And so, we'll be doing that during the food fun and uh, work projects during the day. And then in the evenings, each evening we'll do a workshop, one or the other, and depends on the group. We might do "Why is this happening to me again?" or healing through relationships, or codependence, or purpose, personal power, commitment, empowered to heal. You know, it'll depend on the uh, the uh, wishes of the group. And uh, then on Sat this Saturday, we'll do. Uh, Mind shifters and still point breathing. So we won't be doing work on the property on Saturday. That'll be a a day clear of work and for doing inner work. So if you want to join us for that, the 10 days for everything being an economy program is uh, $750. Food, accommodations, everything is included in that. And so if you'd like to join us, we'd be honored to have you there, and uh, then we'll have a day or two off, and we'll start a nine-day, why is this happening to me again? And in that workshop, we put into, if you've done any of our travel workshops, you've seen an information format of the workshop, well, we'll go into process format, and process format means we're going to step into doing each workshop in the, the point of, we're going to material then okay let's see what's moving and support people in learning the skills and putting them to work so we'll do why is this happening to me again healing through relationships communications you hear what i think i said purpose personal power and commitment empowered to heal mind shifters hands-on energy field work still point breathing so we'll do that whole thing in a process format and uh we'll we'll teach you the whole hand on hands-on process for aligning the antenna of this energy system that we call a body and then uh, we'll take a day off and we'll go into a three-day training on the personal code evaluation for those who are going to be teaching and want to work with that. We've got it available online now, and then we'll do a 16 day laws of living and law in the Aramaic has nothing to do with the rule of a superior. It's simply how the energetic forces of the universe move and work around you and how to be in harmony with those eternal forces, move the blocks out that prevent harmony and alignment brings through a lot more clarity and power to human life and the presence of love. So that's what we'll be doing if you want to join us. We've still got this special hanging out there for the uh, 15 free DVDs for the intensives, not the work, uh, food, fund forgiveness, but, and in the meantime, we're out of time, so have the best year yet of your eternal life. Blessings. To more
1: Evolving Thank you for listening to Mind Shifters Radio with the forgiveness doctor, Dr. Michael Rice, and myself, Jeannie Rice, as we present the internal Aramaic process of forgiveness. We are here every Monday through Friday from 1 to 2 o'clock Eastern Time on Earth Angels Radio. For more on Michael, myself, or Aramaic forgiveness, please visit www.hyagain.org. That's www.why. A-G-A-I-N dot org.